The cop-beating illegal aliens released in New York now appear to be on the run to California. RNC Chairwoman Rona McDaniel faces a new round of criticism. Plus, Joe Biden finally decides to visit East Palestine, Ohio. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the shocking effects of Joe Biden's open borders and the way he is transforming the country precisely along the Marxist playbook. As you've probably seen by now, a group of illegal migrants, you know, part of the 10 million who have entered the country since Biden was sworn into office, attacked two New York City police officers. This gang of illegals tackled the cops, punched them, kicked them. Oh, and guess what? They were staying at a migrant shelter, which is paid for by the taxpayers. There is no reason these people should be in the country at all. Anyone entering illegally should be escorted right back out. Instead, you have this. Look at this insane video. A group of migrants in New York City are arrested after attacking NYPD officers in Times Square. Five were arrested and four are already released without bail. All right, the brawl started when two officers were trying to break up a rowdy crowd near a migrant shelter on 42nd Street. While arresting one of the men, the other said, hey, I'm not going to just sit there. I'll jump in. I'll start kicking. I'll stop punching the officers. This is insane, friends. Absolutely insane. And to those on the left whose response to illegal immigration is to say, oh, but we are a nation of immigrants. My response is this. In the past, people who came here actually wanted to be Americans, to become patriots and support this country. They were taught to do so. Everyone was taught to love this country. Now it's the opposite. Left-wing indoctrinators are teaching children to hate America, and we are allowing millions of people into this country who don't want to be Americans. They don't have to learn English. They don't have to support this country. They don't have to adopt our culture. Nothing. In fact, Mass migration is indeed an effort to destroy national identity, not only here, but in every successful Western country. As the report stated, four of the illegal aliens arrested were then released without bail after assaulting New York City police officers. These are not good people. And here's how they walked out. NYPD making two more arrests, illegal immigrants. And that attack on officers, those suspects also allegedly stole an officer's cell phone. Well, that'll help them track you down. So a fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. He was seen, as you can see, giving his two middle fingers to the cameras moments after being released without bail. No consequences at all. None. And this is the work of the leftist DAs, prosecutors, and judges that George Soros and others helped get elected. Crime is out of control in blue cities, and they keep electing people who make crime worse. And now, according to the New York Post, four of the migrants released without bail are thought to be on the run, fleeing the city and likely not even in the state anymore. The Post reports that the cops believe the group could have hopped on a bus bound for California on Wednesday after giving phony names to a church-affiliated nonprofit group that helps migrants get rides out of the city. Hmm, wonder if all of this will encourage or deter migrants from illegally cr- crossing the border. And 
just to add how completely off the rails the Democrats are, there was a vote in the House this week on a bill to deport illegal migrants who were caught driving under the influence. 150 Democrats voted against the bill. This is an orchestrated assault on America by the left. Just look at this chart of the yearly illegal border encounters. Remember, when this plan was first hatched, Biden's team said, oh, the rise is just from the usual seasonal uptick. Apparently, the season is now three going on four years long. In Boston, the community is outraged following the closure of a community center so it can be converted into a taxpayer-funded housing shelter for illegal migrants. So push aside the city's youth to make room for military-aged men who have no desire to be Americans. In addition, one more interesting fact to pass along, as posted on X by the libs of TikTok, in September of 2023, there were 305,000 births in the United States. In that same month, there were 341,000 illegal migrant encounters. More illegals coming in than Americans being born. And under the Biden administration, things are just getting worse. All right, next let's talk about the Republican National Committee. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Rona McDaniel and the Republican National Committee, because she is once again under fire for her leadership, or lack thereof, of an organization tasked with getting Republicans elected. Success or failure is based on that one objective, and she has failed in election cycle after election cycle. Now, as reported by redstate.com, McDaniel is also drawing scrutiny over the spending priorities at the RNC, especially when compared to the organization's Democrat counterpart. In looking at spending over the past year, Red State found that the RNC spent over $70,000 on floral arrangements, while the DNC spent about 800 bucks. On limousines, the DNC spent $7,000, while the RNC spent over $263,000. On the item of get out the vote texting, the RNC spent around $86,000, compared to the DNC, which spent over $1.6 million. Now, when Republican candidates keep falling short, these types of spending comparisons will certainly be criticized. In addition, Rona McDaniel is having a tremendously hard time raising money, and that is her prime function. Former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee was recently on Newsmax and was asked about McDaniel's disastrous tenure at the helm. I don't think it's fair to say she's been a disaster, but she's been there now seven years, and there have been some uh, real problems in getting Republicans elected. Can't blame all of that on Rana. You know, ultimately, it's candidates who win or lose elections, not party officials. But the uh, fact that the fundraising is in a, a pretty rough place right now is probably more problematic for her than anything going on with elections, because you can't win elections if you don't have the dough. As reported by the Washington Times, while facing low cash reserves, the RNC is considering opening up a new line of credit. The Times notes that, quote, the RNC's money problems have been mounting since officials announced last summer a $15 million shortfall from projected fundraising levels, with both big dollar and small donor contributions drying up, end quote. Here's more from Huckabee. And I think it's probably healthy for a party to change its leadership from time to time. Fresh blood, fresh ideas, uh, give somebody a chance to prove that they can take us to a new level. 
I don't know that that's going to happen this week. There hasn't been a lot of public talk about ousting Rana, but I think that, uh, you know, it could be that there would be someone who would bring a serious challenge. The problem is that the establishment just loves McDaniel. The fact that the RNC can't raise money or can't win elections doesn't seem to be as important as being part of the status quo. All right, next, Joe Biden has finally decided to visit East Palestine, Ohio, nearly a full year after the devastating train derailment that dumped toxic chemicals in the air, water, and ground. If you recall, in the initial weeks following the disaster, Biden was nowhere to be found. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg didn't show up until after former President Trump made a visit to the town. Now, in a presidential election year, Biden has decided to visit sometime in February. When asked if Biden would drink the water while he's in East Palestine, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre responded this way. I mean, look, what I can tell you is the president's focus has been to do everything that he can to support this community from day one. We get what's going on on the ground. We understand what's going on. That's why we've had the EPA. That's why we had DOT. That's why we had HHS. That's why we've had FEMA on the ground. Yes, but not the president of the United States. The idea of going to a red area of a red state was just too much for Biden. If he would have gone there quickly, it's not only the moral support that a president can give, it's the fact that a national press pool travels with him. That means much more in-depth coverage, interviews, and exposure. But instead, Biden has stayed away, refusing to step foot in the town. But here's Jean-Pierre. This is about this president being a president for everyone and showing up, showing up for this community. That's what this is about. I'm not going to get into some sort of political stunts about drinking, about drinking water. What we're going to focus about is making sure they have what they need. And the president was invited by the mayor, by community leaders. He's going to show up. He always said he would be there when it was the most helpful. Okay, just a couple of points. First, Jean-Pierre actually states on live TV that this is about being a president for everyone and showing up for this community. All the while knowing, as we all do, that he has not shown up not in a year. And yet she says that and everyone just nods their heads. And then she actually states that drinking the water in East Palestine is a political stunt. Seriously, is it a political stunt to show that you have confidence in the safety of the drinking water? I don't think so. But once again, this White House will spin and spin an outright lie with no consequences whatsoever. Okay, so we've had illegal migrants flipping off the United States Rona McDaniel at the RNC, and Joe Biden finally saying he'll go to East Palestine. We have to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. Okay, first relaxed brain Friday, we'll start with the El Paso, Texas Police Department, which after a high speed chase or deep undercover work or busting that drug ring, police officers will now be required to then ask the bad guy if he is a he, her, them, or something in between. That's right, radical gender ideology will now be part of police procedures. As reported by the Post Millennial, the move which comes after months of consultation with LGBTQ community groups, such as Borderland Rainbow Center, will require police to ask about preferred pronouns, names, and gender identity. Additionally, officers conducting frisks will be required to verbalize the reasons leading to their suspicions. Next. An update on Michael Cassidy. He's the Christian veteran in Iowa who beheaded a satanic display back in December. 
The display was approved by the Iowa legislature and featured a goat's head on a red-caped mannequin holding a crimson pentagram wreath. It was set up near a nativity scene during the Christmas season. As reported by the Gateway Pundit, Cassidy ripped the head off and threw it in the trash can. The next day, he was charged with a fourth-degree criminal mischief, a misdemeanor. Now, Polk County prosecutors have added a much more severe charge, according to a charging document made public Tuesday obtained by the Des Moines Register. Quote, evidence shows the defendant made statements to law enforcement in the public indicating he destroyed the property because of the victim's religion. Lynn Hicks, a spokesman for Polk County Attorney's Office, said. So, in other words, Cassidy is not now being charged with a hate crime for what he did to a satanic goat. Next, in a sign of the crazy times we live in, a bed and breakfast in a small town in New Hampshire is under fire from the community because of its business practices. The establishment, called the Diaper Spa, caters to adults, you know, grown men and women, who want to wear diapers and pretend they're babies. According to the post-millennial quote, the diaper spa advertises as being a physician-run diaper salon serving all diaper-wearing individuals who seek acceptance, respite, and care, end quote. Now, some breaking headlines from the Babylon Bee. Now, first, we have satire imitating Joe Biden's previous real statements with this breaking news. Biden, black history is just as important as normal people history. <laughs> and then Texas border security efforts must actually be working because court orders Texas razor wire move to Ukraine border. <laughs> you just gotta love the bee. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.